His winnowing fan. Students, this might be a good time to remind you that C is for college degree. I hope that the last two weeks have gone well for you. But when you get to the pearly gates, St. Peter's not going to ask you about your GPA in the fall of 2021, is he? What's my point? What matters in eternity is different. And God is the one who will sift what truly matters and what doesn't matter. In our gospel today, John the Baptist tells us of the coming of the Christ. That he will, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the poor. I chuckled myself when I, when I hear unquenchable fire and good news about five words away from each other in a sentence. But it is good news that not everything matters. But there are things that do matter. And so for, let me just... Step back and say, what is a winnowing fan? We're not from an agricultural area here necessarily. A winnowing fan is a, it's like a basket that you, that's one way, there's different ways to do this, but a winnowing fan is it's like a basket and you, a farmer would put wheat in it and kind of like shake it and the, the husk or the chaff will kind of just, just kind of blow away. And what you're left with is the wheat, what's of substance. There's, there's another way they do it. The threshing floor is like a, a big open area, maybe on a, a stone or wood or even dirt, where this, a similar thing would happen. You put you, in a windy area, you take the wheat, you kind of just sift it, and what's not of substance kind of blows away, and what's left, what matters, is, is there. It makes me think there's an image in Scripture, uh, in a few places you hear about weighed on the scales, like uh, Daniel, uh, when he's talking to the king, that you have been weighed on the scales and been found wanting. That in, in, in antiquity, if you were weighed on a scale, that if you had substance, if you were a good person, if you had virtue, that there would be substance there to kind of weigh down the scale. But if you were full of hot air and there was not much to you, you would rise because there, there wasn't substance there. And so John the Baptist is helping us prepare for the coming of Christ. And he's inviting us to separate, to look at our lives and, and, and to point out that Jesus will, will separate, you know, the sheep and the goats. Jesus will separate that which matters in our life from that which doesn't matter. And I, and I think sometimes we can lose focus on that. You know, even, even students now is a good time to reflect back on this semester and say, how well did I stay focused on what mattered? Or how much did I allow myself to get distracted? So you can, I mean, Grades are one measure of that, you know, did I stay focused on that? Because that's why I'm here, I 
think. That's why you're here. Um, or, you know, even things like prayer and mass. You know, I just, I allow myself to get caught up and distracted. And I, and I got away from prayer and mass. And it's like, but at the end of day, the day, that, that's what really matters. Like, school's going to go away. Grades, you know, once you get your first job, nobody cares about your GPA anymore. You know, even, even, and even on your resume, you don't have to put your GPA, by the way, you know? <laughs> just degree, you know? And yet we stress so much on that, right? And it, it reminds me of Jesus saying, what good is it to gain the whole world and then forfeit our souls? And so break, this time becomes a, a break, a, a chance to break from what has been and now to choose how we want to go forward. John the Baptist also gives us some other images of, of what matters. Everyone's coming to him, asking him, what do we do? How do we handle this stuff? And, and he, he speaks of, like, changing our lives. And, and what do we do but to do things like act with charity? Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. And I, there's, there's a guy I've been seeing for the last week. He's sleeping under a tree near my house. And, and every night I go and I sit there and I'm torn and I'm like, I can't like, I don't think, maybe I can't, I can't like invite him into the house, but I see him and he slept through the snowstorm and all that stuff. And, and, and if that doesn't bother me, I think there's something wrong with me. And, and I think it's those kind of things that, do I let those things bother me and do I do something about it? Because we, we can be so caught up in me and what I'm doing, and we miss the person. And, and Christ says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do for me. And so is my life oriented towards the Lord and serving others, or just about serving myself and, and what I need? And so John the Baptist, he, he calls out these people to, to look at these things. You know, but it's beautiful because people want to know. The tax collectors are like, tell us what to do and we'll do it. Soldiers, what, tell us what to do and we'll do it. And I think that's an invitation for all of us to, to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I, I give you permission to sift me today. To, to, to show me what matters and to help me let go of all those things that, that, really, that really don't matter. And so maybe students, for us is as you go home, hopefully you're going home for break, that it's a new opportunity to, to show charity. Why does this matter? St. Paul says, what remains? Faith, hope, and love remain. But the greatest of these is love. That at the end of the day, all of our acts of charity, it's almost like this big treasure chest of charity of the saints in heaven. That, that That's what endures. That's what we're held accountable to. I mean, Jesus saves us, but we're held accountable for how do we love him in others? And so when you go home for break, it is real tempting to stay up till 2 a.m. and, you know, sleep till 2 p.m., which I don't know how people do. I, I wish I could still do that. But, but to maybe, it's, it's how can I come home and say to, to mom or dad or whatever, and to say, hey, what's happening this week? You know, I have some time on Tuesday and some time on Thursday. Is there anything I can help with? 
Mom, would you like some help making dinner tonight? Or, or here, I'll set the table. You don't even have to ask me. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to show family that, that we're becoming adults. And that, we, that, that our time of coming to the Newman Center is making us more Christ-like. Another way to look at our time is, is this way. I was talking to uh, one of my buddies um, has COVID right now, and I was talking to him on the phone, and, and he said, I, I made a schedule for myself. <laughs> he said, because I know it would be very easy just to do blah, right? <laughs> like you just, like there's no schedule, there's nowhere to be, and so you just, you find yourself watching full seasons on Netflix or something, you know? And, and so he said he made a schedule for himself, a schedule for like when to wake up and when to go to bed, a schedule for prayer, and a schedule for reading and doing other things. And I thought that was a good, a good thought on his part that probably could apply to a lot of us, especially students as you go home and it's like uh, all that responsibility is kind of washing away for a month. But, but how can we fill our lives with what matters? Not just matters today, but what's going to matter for eternity. And last example, just to kind of tease this out. I shared this before. I remember one of my, one of my the, the priests I know, when he came to America, he came from another country, and he was trying to understand things. And he said, let, wait, let me get this straight. You, 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 you pay somebody to hold your stuff because you have so much stuff. And you, you pay someone else to hold your stuff, and you can't even use it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> um, I was thinking of that because somebody told me recently he's, he was thinking about his life and and he said, you know, I pay $2,000 a year for a storage unit. Do I really need that? Then maybe that $2,000 could go somewhere else. And, and it made me think about, I've been thinking about my own life this way, that when, when I'm holding on to the past, which can be material or even emotional, when I, when I don't let the Lord in to kind of sip that away, I actually lose my freedom and space for the Lord to do something in my life today. And how do we find ourselves ready for heaven? It's by being ready for the Lord today, by how we live our lives in accord with what really matters. And then we can walk in that joy of the Lord with us, of the Lord's coming to us, even now. <laughs>